0: Welcome along to the Wise Men Say Podcast, we have a lot to talk about tonight, a lot has happened at Sunderland Association Football Club since around Thursday, we're going to crack straight on with it, and joining myself Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker tonight is Craig Clark.
1: Hello, back again. Hello, back again. Um, just indeed. doing loads of pods at the minute. Feel energised well, by the situation in both good and bad ways, I think, like uh, in a way I haven't for for months, yeah. probably. I yeah. don't know about you, yeah. I suppose we'll it's, get
2: on to uh, that. It's, yeah, it's feast I mean, we've spoken uh, on we... when, when it comes to pods, I find, there's Craig, it's Feast of Famine. Goes missing for months, and then he'll do like 10 on the bounce. I'm Darren Anderton. <laughs> <laughs> Chris <Christopher laughs>
3: McGuire of Pods, I
0: reckon. Well, we'll make the most of it while he's, while he's <laughs> here then. Also, we have Chris Witherspoon. Hello. How's it going? Hello. Ah, it's going very well, thanks. Lots to talk about tonight, lads. Um managerial appointments, sport and director appointments, Sunderland being shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's and, why I haven't um, been coming
1: on, because that, that, that <laughs> recurring theme has just driven me to the uh, edge of despair. <laughs> uh,
0: and, uh, of course, questions um, that we still have around what's going on, um, because there are certain updates we thought we would have heard by now, and we haven't. So, let's start from the beginning. We did a pod last week, uh where well, we were sort of not est- not not s- estimating, but we were kind of leaning towards the fact that Gus Poyet might get the job. Um, I think yes, it's fair to say yeah. that that people in the club thought that was going to happen. I think there was definitely definitely truth behind that. We we could speculate all night about why why he mm. didn't, but I I feel like there's too much to talk about be, to not even go there. And then we had Danny Carroll, who was on the radar as well, who who spoke to the club. We think again. There could be all sorts of reasons what went wrong there. What has happened is the club have gone for Lee Johnson. Thoughts on that initially? We go around. go round, Gareth. You want to start?
2: Um, when the news came out that it, he was uh, an option, I was kind of like, I'm kind of fine with it. Like, uh, in a way, I mean, he, he he's, you know, he, he's been managing at a higher level. You know, you could question that like, you know, he hasn't got a promotion from this division and that's the remit for, for this situation, but he still has been managing it, you know, in the championship consistently for a number of years. Um and he, you know, had a team there's arguments to say he should have really got Bristol Rovers into the playoffs, sorry, Bristol City even into the playoffs at some point. Yeah. Um in his time there, given this the amount of money they've spent and, you know, when we played and they did. You know they, they were half decent. Um Yeah. So from that perspective, yeah, it's I'm I'm kind of fine with it. Um I wouldn't say it was like, and it's not being. You know, I understand that we're in League One, and so other clubs might look at that and go, "That's quite a good appointment, really, for like a League One club to get that manager." But I guess with everything swirling around, you know, with with regards to the, you know, the takeover and or the, whatever you want to call it, and you know, the fact we're linked to Gus Poyet yeah, initially. I don't know. It's I'd say I'd, I would say I'm just, you know, I'm fine with it. At this stage, that's as far as I'd probably go. I'm not unhappy or anything. I'm not being negative. It's just, you know, it's fine.
1: Well, I think the first thing I would say is he's a massive, well, right, massive is a bit of a, maybe too much, but he's a big upgrade, I think, on uh, on Phil Parkinson. So if you told me sort of three or four weeks ago that we'd get rid of Parkinson and we'd get someone of Lee Johnson's sort of calibre, a championship level manager, I would have had to say, yeah, I'd be happy with that. Context is king and Gareth's right. Uh, The fact that Poyet was very recently and very tangibly linked to the job does change people's perceptions, I think. Um, the way. I think it's not just Poyet. It's also the way everything's happened, the way it's unfolded. We were talking about it on, on Thursday as well. There were echoes of the kind of Jack, Jack Ross dismissal. There was takeover talk then, that, and then there was a sacking. in, and then there was a... Suddenly, it took a while, and then out of nowhere, Phil Parkinson was manager. And to an extent, Lee Johnson's a little bit out of nowhere as well. Uh, as you said, Stephen, he wasn't really the first... One of the first two names that, that had come up in, in conversation. But, as I'd said on Thursday... I wonder whether he might be the right kind of character. He seems like he's got a bit of fire in his belly. He's, you know, he seems to be quite into his sort of statistics, and he's got a wide sort of range of approaches. Almost, he's going to produce, hopefully, if he can, with the players at his disposal, a more attacking brand of football as well. And I think fans will take a shine to that after what we've been served up for the past twelve months, anyway. A Barca style of player. (laughs) I didn't say that.
0: (laughs) There's a a throwback for you, Chris.
3: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I think like a week ago, I'm not really sure. uh, Well, listen to the Thursday, probably was nobody's first choice on there, but I'm not. I I think the, the. the more concerning things are not actually his appointment, it's like what Craig said there it's like stuff that's surrounded. Like in terms of his appointment Oh well we've got time we've got time to get on with <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Don't worry,
0: him. but we'll give you we'll give you your <laughs> platform. Don't worry about that. Let's let's talk about Lee Johnson as a manager.
3: No, in terms of in terms of him, like yeah, I think I think he's a, I think he's an upgrade on Parkinson. I mean towards the end of the reign I think one of us would have been an upgrade on Parkinson, but um look this Well, results
1: since he left might suggest otherwise, but well, continue, true. sorry, Chris. But he,
3: no no but he, he plays on football. He's meant to be tactically flexible. Uh, he obviously thinks uh, quite deeply about it. You can tell that from some of his utterances already, and that's I think he ticks a few boxes in that. And I think um, he's got very legend of LinkedIn vibes about him. Some of the <laughs> stuff he says, but that's not necess- that's not necessarily distinguishing him from a lot of uh, like up and coming managers and that. And I think I think yeah, I mean, like's been said, they did a decent job in the championship, and if. Look, people can we can talk about like, like what we want like a few years down the line. But at the minute, we're in League One, and we need to get out of League One. And <laughs> look, I, I think the manager should be a long term choice, and they've given him a two and a half year deal. But it's the raw wider stuff that is, it's primary that that's a long term thing. So, I think you would you would look at him and you would say, um, as a manager in this division, he should he should be good enough to get us out of it. And you think,
1: sorry, just when you were saying about longer term stuff, it is interesting that I think his situation at Bristol City might have been somewhat similar to what we're hoping to put in place here with the kind of wider sort of, uh, I don't know, what, what what's his official title? Technical director, sporting director. Anyway, there's going to be some kind of behind the scenes thing where there are going to be other people involved in the in this, you know, transfers and management of things so if he's used to that kind of structure as well it does at least seem like there's some joined up thinking there
2: I think um, yeah. one of the uh, I think the
1: club Stephen. were I was, gonna
2: so, s- I was just going to see uh, the go on Stephen
0: yeah right. I think you've got a delay again Gareth um, I think the the, the club were lucky look, look in a way that you know that they had this calibre of manager available so even when Poet turned us down for whatever reason suddenly you've got Danny Cowley Paul Cooks in the frame And Lee Johnson, Mm -hmm. and this is not to be negative. I just think. Well, I think when when I saw those three candidates available, I thought, well, we will end up with one of those three, surely. And in truth, in truth, I think I would have been happy with any of them.
3: I think that's. I think that's a. I don't know. That's kind of hinting on like the wider context and stuff. But I I think you brought this up last week, Stephen. I think. Look, I'm not Johnson in and of himself. Like, I'm not really complaining about some of the negativity around. I don't quite get. I think. Like I'm not. I quite... didn't see
0: much mind. I'll be honest. I, I haven't seen much negativity. More, most people
1: <laughs> have spotted were fairly happy with it.
3: I've seen like a fair few people saying that it's like unambitious and whatever. And but well, I, I, d- I tell you I what's think. interesting.
1: He was probably I did, I mean, it's just they're just daft polls and they don't get masses of numbers. But initially, when I put up who was your, your favourite of the three, because it was kind of three in the running. You could real poet out by this point. He was by far and away the least favourite initially. Yeah. until but it became think, very apparent he was going to become the manager. Then there was a bit of a resurgence in people voting for him. But then, largely in the poll the following day, people did seem, you know, I, I largely very happy
3: with the appointment. I think what Stephen said last week was interesting. The one that, like, like I, I agree that they probably are fortunate that you've had like well, four managers who've been linked, who've all been out of work. But I do, there is a part of me that. Slightly wonders like why is it only managers out of work, out of work who we were linked with? Like, if I if think, this truly is this new dawn, do you not think we hoping for? I would have thought.
2: Do you not think that the I would have ca- just
3: thought the, 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 the net would be cast a bit wider.
2: Do you not think that the caliber of managers available who were out of work at, at the moment was probably um, a little bit of a higher standard, yeah. uh, as opposed to last yeah. time. Oh, I,
0: I think be. I think I think you look. At, I think it's fair that you look at that first personally. You, you, you say let, you know, let, let's see who's available, who's out of work And if that's quite a strong list You don't need to I, really worry about going to, to, to buy people
3: out of the contracts I can kind
0: of understand that mind for, no, no, Certainly I, I, for a League One that. club as well
3: I, I get that, I, I suppose uh, Like I say I'm not arguing against his appointment It was just the fact that we were only linked with them I think one thing that was interesting that he came out and said Was he was pretty open about the fact that he'd uh, He'd done all his research for another job and um, the rumour was that that was Derby I'm not sure how true that is um, but t- to me that doesn't scream that like he's been I know we've, we've talked about Poirier and that but it, it doesn't scream that he was like the one that sounded out for a while and said look like you're, you're strongly under consideration, if you know what I mean. He said I,
0: himself it was 48 hours. He said it was a whirlwind 48 yeah, hours.
3: But for the club just yeah, the To be fair, that's, though, not, uh, that's not his fault at, the, at the all. This,
2: at the same time, if you wanted to put a positive spin on this, um, as you know, rather than being a, obviously, you know, obviously very negative here, at Wiseman saying slag everything off, apparently. But um, <laughs> if you want, if you wanted to put a, neg- a, a positive spin on it, you could say maybe they didn't sound him out because they didn't think he'd fancy it. or so you know. Dropping a level, especially if you are preparing say to take a job like Derby County, maybe they were thinking, well, you know, we the the vibes are that we're not he's not somebody we'd be able to bring in. That's I mean that's complete conjecture, but if you wanted to if you wanted to speculate to that extent, then maybe that would be a reason why. I don't know. Um, well, Derby's
1: another another club, aren't they? that's in some kind of random takeover yeah. turmoil situation, and they've been linked with people like Rafa Benitez who's commented on the size of Derby County. So, I mean, if Derby had been linked with managers as far-ranging as Rafa Benitez to Lee Johnson, it it's hard to know how much of this kind of stuff you can you can yeah, sort of trust. Can trust. Even if he was that preparing for that job true. doesn't mean that they definitely wanted him either. They could have been using him to sound other people out. Um, um
3: I do think though, like it's interesting that he's he's said like what Stephen said there that it, it was a whirlwind thing and then he then he's taken the game on Saturday. Um, to me, he kind of look. I certainly don't put any blame on him for Saturday. No chance. No. But, but this but this was the risk. Like it's like I I have no doubt somebody somewhere has said, hey look, it's only Wigan. The he's probably said. said that
0: himself I mean I i was even telling the idea whether we should have a debate about this I don't even think there's anything to debate I think it's quite simple that he thought this is Wigan this is a game they'll win so if I'm in the dugout it'll look like I'm off to a flyer Yeah. because I can't see any other logic in in doing that because 9 out of 10 times you'll go and sit in the stands you would watch it and you'll just, you just know, yeah. look at your players from distance wouldn't you and everybody in that situation has done that before and you know, let let's like I say, we can't really blame him for it. But I, in hindsight, I bet he wish he didn't know. Because, well,
3: I just think uh, at the time, like a lot of people were like shocked by it, and I don't think anyone would have begrudged him if he'd said, like there, there's two ways to look at it. You could say it's a daft decision because you can't really affect anything. And you might get tarnished with it. I don't think any of us are tarnished, but some people no. will. Or the other is. He might have gone. Look, no, I'm ready to step up. I don't care. I've only had on an hour and a half. Uh, I'm going
0: to. I think get rather than rather than the fans, I would say it's more more what impression it gives on the players what it leaves mm. on the players because the players are in the dressing room and then a manager and then somebody brand new who doesn't know them at all yeah. is going in and then saying and then giving them instructions. You would think. And then they go out and lose the game at the bottom of the league club. I, yeah. I would just, I'll be worried that the players might come and say, "Well, what, what was all that about?" Yeah, do you know what I mean? Where like, yeah, he, he, he should have just left that up to to, to Taylor to do and watched yeah. it. We all know that, of course, and I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's thinking the but same if now himself. We, but,
2: if we would won, if you know, if we would won the game, people, which we didn't, but if we'd won the game, people wouldn't be talking about that. I don't, I don't feel as though his decision, of wouldn't. Yeah, but I don't no, feel course as course his, I, I don't feel as though his decision to take the game had any bearing on the result positively or negatively and yeah he's probably no, he's probably trying I agree with that I don't know he's probably trying to piggyback on the on the you know like you said logically yeah if we, you know this should be a, a win regardless but it just goes to show how the level of regression that we've experienced to the to where it was such I mean that was arguably <coughs> the worst of all the turgid performance we've seen in in terms of the Lack, just lack of everything, lack of intensity, lack of you okay. know, lack of movement, lack of aggression. You know, lack of being positive, like being positive on the ball, wanting to do positive things. It, it was just it, you know, it was. But again, this is you know the second game in a row where we played a team in the bottom three. We've taken one point, and the reason we've taken one point is because of it. Very, very poor individual mistakes that cost us. One with Matthews against Burton, and then yesterday with sorry on on Saturday with with Wright, who for some reason is just dawdling on the ball in the middle of the box. You know, it's really poor. And that, why that's does this keep
0: happening to us? Why does this keep <laughs> happening to us? We, we we keep we keep playing these teams, and then yes, like you say, we we didn't play well, but we had all the possession, and we had, and then teams just seem to. One chance and make the most of it. I know what like one the mix up and like why. we get we get punished almost like we're in the like we're playing against a Premier League team or like one chance and then. Well, it's the fans, fin- isn't it? <laughs> it's the fans' fault. crowd, getting on the back, Stephen. It's that, the that fans' finish, fault. Um, that finish for the lad for Wigan was a great finish. It game. was a good. Finish. And, and that was very much like if you're in the Premier League, well, you'll get punished if you give the opposition yeah. a chance. Not so much a Burton one because that was a, a hell by the goalkeeper, yeah. but. um I, you, you've made a point that's an interesting point Craig because I've said that you know I've got no doubt in my mind that you know it does I know that we went in a terrible run under Parkinson but at the minute again it feels like we've bottomed out to some extent I agree and, that, yeah. and I just think at some point somebody and you can make your mind up what I'm talking about would have suggested that this was the fans yeah, fault they, in will, some way they
3: still will anyway they're, they're, someone if if something goes belly up in the next week or two or the results don't pick up, somebody will find a way to blame us for it. And like you say, it's total, it's total bollocks. I mean it was bollocks last year. I was thinking back to can you remember when we beat Burton and we got beat last year? And the fans did turn that game, but they only turned when it became apparent that players had stopped playing. There was a there was a rallying point in that game where four sides of the ground were cheering them on. We were drawn one one at formed at Burton. So <laughs> yeah. it's it's never it's never been like it, it's the basically it's what failures do to try and deflect away from themselves like the, the fans have got nothing to do with it like Saturday it, it, it just to be honest it, it was two things for me it screamed like as soon as we went one down the good start just disappeared because we had actually started the game quite well but then after that the, the good start disappeared and then we just, we just look clueless. Like, we didn't look like. And again, like, you can't blame the manager for this, but. Absolutely not. The, the team, the, team and what, the tools he's going to have at his disposal, at least until January and possibly beyond, just. They're so slow and one paced <laughs> and so un, uninventive that it's like. Like, look, I think one of the things that gets lost amid all the anger and that is we have been unlucky with injuries. Like, any sort of creativity. <clears throat> Keeps getting injured. But do, you, do you know but we what? We have so few few outlets.
2: Do you know what's really interesting? Though it's, obviously we'll, we'll probably talk more about what he said after the game, and it was nice to hear someone come out and nail it and say, "This is why it wasn't very good." And we've been talking about it like previous weeks. Cross, crossing from crossing from the wrong areas, crossing from like forty yards from goal on on the wing. No, like, don't do that. It's like a low percentage ball. It's a low percentage <laughs> ball at the box. It is. It's just a stupid. It's a stupid cross. It's it's crossing for crossing's sake. It's like let's just like it's like a monkeys and typewriters cross. Let's just bomb bomb enough in there, and eventually it'll work. It's like no, it's not it's it a works. David Moyes
1: pr- approach, yeah. isn't it? You've got thousands have, of crosses. Yeah, you've
2: got to have <laughs> more. You've got to have more. Even at, at, at League One level, you've got to have more nouse and than that it's it's not as simple as that and what he was saying was was absolutely right about you know lack of movement the amount of balls that you know went in there which weren't great crosses but at the same time there was nobody trying to make anything of it across the front post and you know people are hanging back and then you've got you know at times you know Will Griggs dropping off to hold the ball up as a lone striker and then once he's laid it off and turned around, he's haring to get into the box because there's literally nobody in the box apart. He's dropped. He's come out of his area. Nobody's gone in. Obviously, McKeady's rusty, but he wasn't. He wasn't coming in narrow enough when 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 the ball was on the right side. He needs to. He needs to start. You know, he needs to get into that back post when the ball's coming over. You know, things like that. It's just
3: basic stuff. That's right, but like the. The thing obviously everyone was getting excited about McGee playing and that but first of all, yeah, he's rusty. Second of all he's thirty four year old. Like he's not he's not gonna be someone who's gonna like stretch teams. He's not gonna be he's not like this massive injection of excitement. Like, yeah, okay, he's, he's probably arguably the most technically gifted player in the division, you could say. But like, we need we've been in this league three seasons and we don't seem to have got the point that but unless you have some sort of variety, you're not going to get out of this division. And it's it's the same now. Like I look at, I look at the team on Saturday, and it's just it's just full of like plodding, one piece footballers who, mm. and especially when we get on a bad run, we get on a really bad run. Like this isn't the first time it's happened. It happened last year. It's happening now. Now obviously everyone's hopeful that it's going to turn around. Like we've got a new manager in that But well, the tools I don't envy him at all. On this, the on tools this. he's got are dreadful.
0: On Especially side. if you're thinking about the way he, way he well, exactly. plays football, because it's very different to this. But at least that is the football we've all been asking for. How many it years is. have we been going to watch the match now um, in the last few years and say, why is there no pace in our team? Why is there no power in our team? He acknowledged at the end of the game, and it feels like such an obvious thing to observe and comment on, but nobody else has rectified That's this problem. So tough. we're about to find out if that was down to the managers or that was down to something else. Well, because for now, let's just be. Thankful we, we've we somebody seems to identify so, this problem.
2: It's an interesting one, isn't it? That he's, he's come out and made those comments now because he's and he's made some comments as well on, on the back of Hume's the announcement that Hume's out for three to four weeks. Now, there's obviously we've talked before about Parkinson's comments about you know saying, Oh, you know, there was positives and all this kind of thing, like he's you know, arguably he's protect them players and we don't know what he's been saying to them or telling them to do outside of those situations. We've got somebody who's coming here straight away and publicly made people aware that I want these players to do these things um, and I'm going to basically backing yourself to, to make them do it. So if he can't, it's either his fault or the player's fault. In in, in, in six, 7, 8 games time, if it's still crap, he's either going to have to say, well, I'm not getting the best out of the group. I've got to say, or oh, just basically the players I've got aren't aren't capable of playing the football that I want to play. That's the only that's the only two ways it can go, isn't it? Well, really, like if it doesn't work,
1: it's
0: gonna. It's gonna...
2: And, and we'll find we'll find out a lot about you know he's talking about you know muscle in like muscle injuries today with Denver Hume and you know yeah COVID increases them and there's been a 45 increase in muscle injuries and almost saying like if I'd been here six six weeks ago then Denver Hume wouldn't be having wouldn't have a pulled hamstring. It's, that's Man, I, mean, I don't buy a, that because I think a, if, if Parkinson got one statement. thing right, it that's was a the very fitness. Bold statement to make after after like really? being a job for two days.
1: But I just don't believe it anyway. Like I say, I think if we got anything right under Parkinson, it was physical fitness.
3: Well, that's what he got praised for, wasn't it, him and Allenby? Like, we were, they we're fit. When they came in, they were blown out their ass, and then by the by mid January, February, they'd got them fit again. That that was one of the big ticks in the box. I don't Partington. think,
2: but fitness fit fitness is different to. You know, it is to, to um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, fatigue. You know, and, and, and muscle fatigue, and, and doing too much, and not managing that. Well, and that's different. We could, yeah, we could, that's we could certainly players, say that. Yeah. Could, and it's interesting that when you were looking at some of the comments from Bristol City fans, the main criticism that they had of Lee Johnson was that he changed it too often. And like it was too much variety. Whereas like the the, the complaint of Parkinson that he does not change it <laughs> at all. Opposite. So maybe maybe yeah, that you know but, it's going to be positive. going to be that's going to be that negative that they had about him is going to be a, a positive thing for us in that using that the variety of players, even though we are but, uh, depleted in the mo- but then the you know moment. what we'll
1: be back now, don't you? We'll be back now. We'll be back now. He changes it every week. He needs to find his best eleven. Just like we had under Jack Ross, <laughs> it just what you goes mean, in so I cycles. Think.
3: <laughs> to be fair, I think in fairness though, one of the, and we've said it multiple times, and I think we even said it during the good run, one of the things under Parkinson was we only really had one wave playing. Like we only, once team, basically last season, once teams just out that Hume and two attacking outlets, that was when we went on that crap run just before COVID hit. So it's it's kind of like, I, I, I get what you're saying there, crew, but I do, I do think, one of the things we, we need, like a bit of a jolt, we need a bit of variety. We need,
1: yeah, I definitely agree with that.
3: We need some, and I think the, the problem that Johnson's going to struggle with, and through again, through no fault of his own, is he's going to be entrusted with players who, as much as he might want to play this attack on football and that, the current crop of first team players, I'm not sure they can certainly up top. I mean, up top, unless. I know we've talked about how Rory is before, but unless he brings in somebody like Kim Boga, and I'm not really sure exactly because he's got he's got White and Graham. I mean, signing signing Danny Graham, I was never on board with it anyway. But now that we've gone and changed the manager, who presumably was dri- the driving force behind getting him in, it just looks even more idiotic. So it's like it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough task for him and I and I think the the the, the other problem is, is he's kind of... Look, people are expecting to get promoted this If we don't get promoted this year, nobody's going to turn around and say, well, he only got the job in December, let's give him another year. People are going to say, well, that was shit and we've once again failed to get promoted and why hasn't he achieved it? Whether that's fair or not, that's what's going to happen. Well, I and, think,
1: Chris, to, to, to be honest, part of it though is I think the next step is fans are going to start turning on the players more. So I think Parkinson took the the sort of a lot of it, right, a lot of the flack, and rightly so, because his football was dire, and I do not think I do think we were underperforming, but almost immediately in the two games, post-Parkinson, the immediate reactions being, these these aren't good enough. No. The, the, all the things you've just highlighted about the lack of variety and all those other things, I mean, a, another player you can add into the mix there when you talk about McGeady and his age is Maguire, yeah. Now, I, I was against giving him another year because I just thought we should be looking to bring in a different type of player. Now, obviously, as it happens, despite his appalling performances for the majority of this season, he's still one of the main contributors in terms of goals and assists. But the main player that we're missing is Gooch, without yeah. a doubt. He is the been, only one who can press from the front. The that's only been the one case
3: since we came down. Like I think yeah. if you if you look since we came down, if you track Lyndon Gooch's form against the team's form. As a whole, it's basically like correlated. Like when he plays badly, we're poor. When he plays well, we tend to win, and that's when he's not case. available. Just you he's can not forget available, it at the minute. I mean, yeah, Go-
1: it, I mean,
2: Gooch is Gooch, a Gooch, Gooch, a Gooch is a Gooch is a bottom level championship player, in my opinion, in terms of his quality that he that he has. The the issue that he's got is obviously the the consistency. So I totally agree with you in that. I know somebody might disagree with it, but I would see no, fine. With that. He would be fine. I think he would be fine, sort of you know an yeah, entry level championship player. Um but you know, the I I mean I was for giving McGuire Maguire a deal, but the point the points the counterpoints that you've raised are, you know, more than valid, I think, you know, with I know we've had this argument right at the start of the season, Chris, about The kind of players we should have been bringing in and who we should have been offering contracts to, Um, but there was a there has to be a balance, and we we we, by the end of the window we failed we'd failed to get that balance right because we just piled on more sort of like old slow you know kind of burnt out. I was going to say your
3: point your point was more pragmatic because you were kind of saying well we've got Maguire who has proven he can do it. What we need to do is surround him. With a bit of youth, with a bit of energy, yeah, a bit of variety. Fair. So, I think that's fine. The the problem is, which you couldn't, we couldn't have predicted. Well, potentially we could, but it would be unfair to have to have said it before it transpired. Is if we just keep going, signing the same sort of players, we we we're, we're not going to get any better. And I and I think, truthfully, like in the since we've come down here, now we've had five transfer windows, and I would argue we've regressed each and every time. Without yeah, a doubt. I, think, I think we've got worse each and every time. Um, you could make a very slight argument that last January we improved in picking up um, Bailey Wright, but I mean he's like
1: he's turned like off very, milk him. I mean, what on earth is going on with his performances? He's absolutely awful at the moment. The,
3: the problem is the the problem, and this is why I, I do think getting someone like Johnson in will at some stage see a lift. Is both. Well, Ross started off quite attacking, and then he became seemed to become obsessed with conceding goals, and he became too defensive, and that did for him. Parkinson was defensive from the get go, even in those even in those games. Yeah, I know there was a few games where we got after teams when we were three 0 up at half time and that, but overall, he's a defensive manager. Now, Johnson's apparently the exact opposite of that and that's what you need to be in this division like i know it it sounds cliche that it's like we don't we don't have a god-given right to be out of this division but you could not be manager of some the fc in league one and set up not to concede like you, no. you you've got to because the problem is as well it, it put, we talked about this during the good run at the start of the season we said it's putting a lot of pressure on the defense and once they go which wasn't it wasn't a certainty, but it has happened. Once they go, you're really struggling to make it back up, because we look, Stephen touched on it earlier. Like we have missed a nation of chances this year. Like it's shocking how many cha- how many yeah. good chances we've missed. And you know what? If we if we'd had a striker who could who could put the ball in the back of the net, which we thought Grig was, and I've argued he was, and I think I'm very quickly getting proven wrong. Parkinson might still be in a job because there has been games this season and we created more than enough chances but the problem has been we haven't got those players and now the other end of the pitch is gone and watching them on Saturday the the manager's only had 2 hours so you probably won't see a lift it uh, you know, looked really low
0: looking at it objectively I think a manager would look at the two goals we've just conceded and say that like we've already pointed out individual mistakes and that I think from the attack point of view, it doesn't help that Gooch isn't fit. It doesn't help that 0-9 now isn't fit. And yeah, 0 is a huge, huge fit as well. These well, are really I mean. important attack players to us. And managers, whoever oh, yeah, it is, I, I, they, they're going to struggle with, with if you want to build the tens- intensity up going forward, you're going to struggle with that. I think comp- when you keep missing all these chances, the lack of confidence comes in and compounds things, doesn't it? And I, I, do, I do like the fact Johnson... I might worry that he might say it too much at times, but I do like the idea that he's a character and he and he and he's and he's a talker. I think we need those kind of people here, and probably Chris Corman was the last manager yep. we had who had that sort of presence and charisma about him. And I don't think any. Of the, I mean, Jack Ross was all right. I quite liked him, but he wasn't. He wasn't always the most uplifting of characters, was he? No. And um. And so I I I do I do like that, and he, he commented on the the dressing room being quiet as well, and. Hopefully it just adds a bit of spice in there. We get a few more shouters on the pitch. How many times do we say that? And this is different now, crowds aren't in, but the players don't hound the ref enough when when opposition's players time waste, for example, and and you know, when, when they want a decision to go for them. And it does seem like the kind of person who would bring all, all all that anyway. I don't want to talk any more about the, the Wigan game, and I do want to spend the last sort of fifteen minutes. Um, Talking about the new sporting director or director of football or whatever his title is. And of course, just who the hell is running the club. (laughs) So we are going to have a break and then we'll do that.
2: I'm Kevin Kyle and you're listening to the Wise Men See
0: Podcast. As has already been discussed here during this little conversation, I'm sitting in my conservatory absolutely freezing um, with a coat on because it's the only place I can get quiet to record a podcast. And um, I could do worse than go across to from the terraces and look at some of the jackets that of they offer there we've got a lambton pullover jacket we've got a stratton jacket we've got a wind windrunner jacket that's on top of gilets and hoodies and sweatshirts and other winter accessories that you might find yourself wearing if you are into your terrace attire is that the terminology terrace attire
1: it is now so it <laughs> works doesn't it fine yeah i like it attire is a yeah. great word underused a- Attire, definitely. Garms, attire. Um, I can't think of any others. (laughs) (laughs) Give us, go around the table
0: and tell us your favourite from the terrorist item, because we've all got plenty. We've all been purchasing.
3: I've actually just bought one of those Mowbray jackets. They're they're very nice. I can't really go anywhere, so I'll just go out in my garden and put it on. But it it does the job. (laughs) Did
1: you use a discount code for it, did you?
3: (laughs) (laughs) See, that's not very nice, as a Craig. Well, I just wonder. I mean,
1: that's what we're here talking about, isn't it? Chrissy was trying; he was
0: trying to get you. The, you, you lost the broadcasting rules there. Right? He was just trying to get the discount code out of you. I was teeing
1: you. It was just. It was just. It was just a post- supposed to be so you could do the plug. I told you that I'm very
3: bad at this. Y-
1: you will, Greg. That you missed, or you, Danny Graham did. Headed <laughs> it onto the bar door. from under the bar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Gareth can you tell our listeners. <laughs> Gareth can tell the listeners our discount code.
2: It's WMS10 to get 10% off your basket. There it is. There you go. Long sleeve polo for there me. Go. Off long sleeve area. polo is the
1: correct answer wow. as well when it comes to uh, the perfect terrace gum.
0: Yeah, it is Christmas as well. So um, if you're thinking about presents for um, somebody in your family, um, go get your discount code WMS10 to get 10% off from the terraces. Go look at the website and see all of the clothes that they do sell on there you won't be disappointed right okay talk about being disappointed (laughs) Um, and we are being negative by the way because I would just like to say that we are I think we're all we've, we've made it clear that we're all happy about the relatively happy about the Johnson appointment definitely um what about the appointment of the. I'm not even
1: sure what his title is. There's a spawn director,
0: is
3: that That's what right, going I'm I'm confused
1: as well. Chris, you seem to know this kind of stuff. Uh, Whereas, you've,
3: you've gone and done it here because I can't. I'm going to check while we're on. I'm going to check exactly I don't know. Do you, you know it?
1: Gareth? Can you remember the exact name it's of It's great. Title? It's great prep. This Brilliant is. research yeah. from
0: us.
3: It's been it's been a very uh hectic week because we, we, we be all
1: know what we all know what job it is
0: yeah. but they've just got different titles per i think it's, sporting director, I think it's but sport and director, but I'm, sport I'm
1: director. Sure. yeah there you it go is, sporting director. It it sport director it is sporting. i did have i did have that in my notes but then i just wasn't good to sound like we all sound really cleared up and that's just cut that bit really yeah.
3: cleverly? no no i can't be honest to do that there's lots of
2: linkedin wibble now that's where it's has been the football isn't there and that's that's another because everyone thinks yes. there it could be director of football, sporting director, head of
1: technical director.
2: Yeah, technical director, blah blah. It's all the same thing. Generally. Head of football yeah. operations. Yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah it's all Head the same of football
3: thing. operations, that's a good one. That, that was the Richard mm. Hillism wasn't it? Yeah. He was head of despite being no any of the first team, he was head of team. football team. operations, I think.
1: <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> <laughs> I miss I miss Dickie Hill like. Yeah, yeah. especially I when, when he <laughs> saved the club. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, I
3: miss that. Thank, thank, the Lord. Should we all raise a drink to him? This yeah, week? thank you, Richard. Yeah, I think we
1: should. Thank you, Richard. When <laughs> <laughs> he opens his door,
0: when he opens his door, there's just Christmas cards like coming yeah. up to his knees It'll, well, know, of all the you. Save, save us again, Richard. Come back, save us again. No,
3: it's, uh, how, yeah. we, uh, how have we got the time to send him letters when we send Charlie and Stuart thousands of letters oh, that's in a year? Yeah. Asking them to point. stay. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. They got the they got the thousands of letters asking them to stay, didn't they? Did
1: Obviously, they? my my oh, well, postage, my postage them, costs you
3: know. have gone through the roof this year. They must
1: have, well, they must have listened to those letters then, because they are certainly <laughs> hanging around, right? So it nice. seems well, involved in the new structure. That's
3: a segue of that. Get I, I know we haven't <laughs> even talked about
1: Christian Speakman yet, because we're still trying yes. to work out what his job is. <laughs> well, that's that's. I mean, right? Look, people's early early impressions of of Speakman. Well, I think uh, it was... I'll just quickly say, because I, I don't have a general opinion on this role or him, because I don't know a lot about him, but I thought it was quite telling that Jude Bellingham uh, was congratulating oh, yeah. him and wishing him well and saying he, he basically conveyed a sense of how well thought he was, thought of he was at Birmingham among young players. And it instantly
0: legitimised him it, that, didn't, it, didn't it, in a way? Yeah. yeah.
1: And it, yeah. obviously hmm. that was a key part of his role there was the, the academy stuff. Now, I know some Birmingham fans say it was this other guy... Uh, who was the academy manager who was more responsible for that, who we've also been linked with, but things seem to have gone a little bit quiet on that front. I don't know if he he did get the job and it's just been quietly announced or it's just disappeared off the radar for the time being. Uh, What's he called? Mike Reed, I think. Mike that. Mike Dot, no, sorry, Mike I knew Reed. he sounded like Reid was an Eastenders. Wasn't Mike Reed an EastEnders? Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, but well, he did sound yeah. like he should be a, a character out of Coronation Street yeah. or something, didn't he? So <laughs> Eastenders. Yeah. I yeah. went Eastenders <laughs> by mistake. I'm crossing these <laughs> streets and uh, areas of the
2: country. Sign but in, anyway, well, Eastenders would be
1: um, tier two, and Coronation Street would be tier three.
2: That's right. how you, That's <laughs>
0: how you, <laughs> how you I, need to think of it.
1: The last thing I'll say about Speakman, then, from my personal opinion, is. The role, the existence of the role at the club is something that's been long overdue. Yeah, Why this great. hasn't been done two years ago when we could have been doing things a lot better for the past two years is anyone's guess. The next it's point not of a guess, it's because I want to like sell the club. Sorry, go on. Appointment. That's, but I don't know a lot about, about him, but from what you can gather, I think him and Johnson both seem like good appointments, especially considering where we are in the football pyramid. No,
0: I agree with that. I thought he's... Speaks quite impressively as well, which is isn't to say that he's gonna he's gonna be brilliant, but you know I, we we want to be positive about it, and I, I, we we see him, we like the fact that Johnson's got character and personality, and I think he's got that as well, and that that's the only place you can start really, isn't it? Before you start showing people what you you can actually do.
3: Yeah, I thought I thought he, um, I thought he spoke well. Um, I will yeah. caveat that with the fact that I think people often do when they first come in he's hardly likely to say mm-hmm. i want us i want us to be shit for 10 years but no i thought I, th- I thought he's sh- i thought he spoke well i thought um i thought you sound intelligent and i i think look it is it's it's definitely a step forward be- because we've regressed so far that it could hardly be anything but like I, we've, we've been uh, screaming uh, for a structure the,
0: yeah and even just the position as we've mentioned lots of times it's just what it means is, so we've so we've acknowledged now that Johnson's got this problem because he plays his style of football. We all want to see as Sunderland fans pressing from the front, move the ball quickly, attacking football. He doesn't have a squad for it at all, so it's a rebuilding job, which will be interesting to see how much back, uh, how much support he gets and how much he's backed in that. Obviously, the wage cap comes in a little bit, which we'll get on Um But this should minimise disruption if a manager or a head coach is going to leave in the future, shouldn't it? And you, I think that's you an important so. thing,
3: and I think. I think the thing is, as well, like it would be very unfair. Even if we, if we were sat here a year from now, unless something glaringly bad has happened, I think it would be pretty unfair of us to even comment too much on his role because really the role he's been brought into, it sounds like it's very academy-focused from, from what he said. And you're not going to see, in any club, you're not going to see like the kind of effect of that for a couple of years. I would argue with our club, it's gonna be even longer because of what's gone on over the last two years. Like there aren't gonna be there aren't gonna be like first teamers coming through from like the under seventeens, under eighteens and that because of They've been sold. We've sold them all, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it would be completely unfair if in a year's time we're not really filling the first team up with with young kids to have a go at him because, quite frankly, the, this is and this is what a lot of people have said and i have seen people say it online and stuff is the damage that's been done here. Like, isn't the fact that we're, isn't only the fact that we haven't been promoted? It's it's the fact that the club's future is being sold down the river. Now, if they're taking a step towards redressing that, great. Um, like I say, spoke well. Um, at the same time, I don't. And I don't think people are really seeing this, but I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves and think, oh, this is like some, we're the only club doing this. I had a look and there's there's probably 10 or 12 championship clubs that have got a sporting director in place, Birmingham, evidently, who want. And that's not to say we're going to be the same as them. We might well be better than them. But I think it's a, it's a step forward, but there's an awful lot that needs to happen before we can categorically say, well that it's a success
1: one of the things will be actually staffing the
3: academy, which is good as well oh yeah of course but I think the problem well, the only problem with that is that really it's music to our ears but only because of what's gone on in the last two years um, only because it has been so disgracefully neglected and now that that isn't criticising him and I'm not complaining about what's happened I think it's just its an, in some ways it's an expectations game and quite frankly this is the way it should have been since well before now which isn't a criticism of him, it's not a criticism of the appointment, it's just what should have been happening. I think Craig said it before, there's, or maybe new Stephen, this is what should have happened two years ago. There is two, yeah. And yeah. well, the, the, yeah. The, 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 thing, the thing is here, right,
1: he's been put into a role that didn't exist previously at the club, while many very important roles have been left vacated for quite some time now. I mean, effectively, we don't really have a chairman because uh, Stuart Donald, didn't he step down from that role? Uh, or yeah. step away from it at some point. We don't have an academy manager. Or, uh, we don't have people managing at a whole variety of levels. And he's got his work cut out straight away and basically populating those roles. And that that that's his first key test, I think, is bringing in good people to manage in different areas of the football club. At least that's his area. No, so I'm, do, look, would, no I'm, I think he's got you, the credentials. You would hope he would get those appointments yeah. right, wouldn't I, you? I think, no, I, sorry, I, I didn't mean that to come across it. Like I meant he's got his work cut out mm. in the sense that I would imagine most people in his position would walk into a club and people would already be in those roles and he might want to bring yeah. his own people in but at least there's people there. Right now, it's yeah. him. It's it just he, him. He, 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 might, he might he might, say that's what excites him though. Well, I hope so.
0: He can build this himself yeah. like, you know, thinking about things positively. Yeah, that, I hope
1: so. As I always do.
3: No, that would be great.
1: If that's the mindset, it's fantastic.
3: I don't know if, if, if you three saw but the, the piecing in the to here Um Talked quite a lot about kind of that him having a focus on the academy side of things, I and mean, I can't remember the exact word, but it quoted a senior club source as talking about needing a long-term plan and needing, um, needing not to look at games like Wigan as in this is a big game in the here and now more like we've got a plan we're sticking to it, and I th- I thought that was interesting. Um, my concern is who that senior source is. Um, because if it's someone who has been at the club in that even in the last six months or the last two years anyway, the question has to be, well, why the hell haven't we been doing this in the first place? Like we've all been screaming for it. like any people can say fans don't know what they're talking about, but I I think if you listen to a cross section of some podcasts and read a cross section of some fanzines, you would find very few people arguing in favour of what's gone on at the academy recently. And I think um I think yeah it, it's, a, it's a step forward but it's a massive job like it's not just the first team that's a big job like redressing what's gone on at that academy over the last two and a half years it, it's an absolutely enormous job and hopefully he realises that and hopefully whoever's making these decisions realises that because what this mm. club can't do anymore is the decisions haven't for two and a half years decisions haven't been made in my opinion with summon FC's interests at the top of the priority list and that, that needs to change because we're not going to go anywhere if it doesn't
0: These these, these appointments are the first uh, this is the sort of first nod towards long-termism we've seen since these current owners took control of the club Yeah. Um, in 2018 I don't think anybody can argue with that and it's for that reason why we are going to ask questions, and it's not because we've got an agenda or because we're negative. Um, it's because we will applaud these these appointments. But if you know, it, it would be wrong for us not to just accept it and not ask questions and not question some stuff. I think you know, being brutally honest as well. You know, I had the owners put in twenty million quid that they said they were going to put back in, we might not have asked these questions if they hadn't have said our fans were shopping at Wembley and Charlton were a bigger club or words to that effect we might not have asked these questions. If if they hadn't have set a 100-point target on a podcast and then called the fans unrealistic, even blaming them for um, scupper and potential takeovers, we might not have asked these questions. If Stu Donald hadn't have said he was going to sell the club, um, he didn't want any part of it, and it was going to be handed over to somebody he was going to leave, um, we wouldn't have asked these questions. You know what? If we'd heard from Juan Satori about anything <laughs> of naught in the last 12 months... Because he's been a shareholder this whole time, twenty four, we months. might not have been us. Well, we might not. Yeah, sorry, twenty four. So we might not have asked any of these questions. And I'm that's a tip of the iceberg. There, I'm just of touching course. on a few things. And the Satori one is an interesting place to start. So this is for, this is the the idea of you know the joint idea of Satori. Why well, I've not heard from Juan Satori on anything ever, ever.
1: Why has he done nothing? Yeah. If he's been here all this time and he's that interested in the football club that he wants to up his stake in the football club, why have you let it go to rot? Why haven't you been coming up with this grand vision that you've suddenly got uh, now? Where's this been for two years? What have you been doing?
3: Why, has he, ap- why has he apparently not spoken to the manager who just hired? Well, like, that's
1: another a good one.
3: Like, let's, be, like, let's, let's be fair here. Yesterday, a story came out that said that the new owner um th- sorry purported new owner if it happens or when it happens had well it open. happened on
1: friday didn't it that was the that was the day friday it, was it, well, that, uh, is it not, has it not been announced yet
3: sorry not, oh. I, I live in concert craig i'm like <laughs> weeks behind um that was that was
1: <laughs> me being really terribly sarcastic so, sorry Chris. no no
3: there. no i mean you're right i mean it's, um, like we, it was it widely
1: reported that it would be done by Friday. It, was, it that was. wasn't a, it, Before that, when The Guardian brought this story, it was meant to be done the week before that as well, I might add. But let's, so, be, let's
3: be fair, it was reported that the deal would be done by Friday or Saturday on the same day that some very disparaging messages from a certain shareholder were circulated. Also, on the same day that re, the Red and White Army demanded a takeover update. So, I suppose people can read into that what they will. But I think with with regards to what I was saying, I was we were told well, sorry no, we weren't told there was a story came out clearly sourced, but there were no quotes, um, which said that Kirill Louis Dreyfus had spoken to um potential new managers. Um, this morning quotes come out, which I think were actually made after the game on Saturday, that was the vibe I got. Quotes came out from Lee Johnson where he said um, he spoke to Jim Rodwell, he spoke to Speakman, he spoke to, and this was a big surprise to me because I genuinely did believe he wouldn't, it was the other one I was worried about, I didn't believe Stuart Donald would have any ongoing involvement, but Lee Johnson said Stuart is obviously part of the discussion when they were talking about um, some grand vision they have, and he went on to say that he hasn't spoken to other members of the ownership Group, which is the new buzz phrase. And it just leaves you wondering, well, first of all, why? Because we've heard the counter-arguments across the day that, well, Stuart Donald owns 74% of the club at the minute, so why, of course, he's going to speak to the new manager. First of all, Ellis Short never spoke to Chris Coleman, so that doesn't really hold water. Second of all... Do you if- mean
1: Jack Ross there, by the way? What do you mean Ellis Short never spoke to Chris Coleman?
3: I said Ellis Short. did it I know, out? but
1: it wasn't Ellis Short still owner when we had Chris Coleman yeah and but Martin Bean did all the, sorry no, that's, that's, I was a bit sorry, lost yes sorry, yeah, sorry got that, you continue yeah well the other because not necessarily
3: have well, to speak to them
1: and tangential to that would be if we're being taken over why don't they just well, why do all me? this when the takeovers <laughs> happened why does there need to be this bizarre segue between yeah. ownerships like this convoluted oh but they you know secretly Kirill Louis-Dreyfus is swooping in in the shadows to talk that. Well, all right, forget him. If he's going to be part of a new joint ownership thing with uh, Sartori, why wasn't Sartori there? He owns yeah. part of the club. He doesn't need to be doing anything well, in the like, shadows.
3: Exactly. And the thing is, and look, like we've, we've, on here, we've taken, and I personally have taken plenty of stake for saying we don't believe much is going on, this, that and the other. Now, <laughs> evidently, something is going on. But it is, this Friday will be a month since the story came out in The Guardian. It will be a fortnight since we were told that it would be done by another source recently. And that's not to say that it's not going to happen. And I mean, we might go on to the semantics of whether it even counts as a full takeover or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, if this was as slick as we would hope it would be, surely what you would do is you get all your ducks in a row, and you'd get your sporting director lined up, you'd get your manager lined up, you'd announce the takeover, or whatever it is, with them side by side or with them flanked by the new guy and it, because at the minute what appears to be happening is we appear to be making decisions before the deal is completed and then not only that, based on the manager's comments today, people from the old regime who have claimed they're going to be nowhere near it, who we keep getting told are going to be nowhere near it and who quite frankly none of us want to be anywhere near it, they're involved in the discussion. now. Why on earth, why the hiring if if that's the case, why did the sack Parkinson when they did why why are they hiring a manager now if the argument is that the old regime have got to be a part of the discussion? And the only thing you led to is that they're gonna to continue to be part of the discussion? I
0: think it's fair that you know firstly that you know the take over if we're going to call it that, or not take over, you know, investment or whatever it is. And, and that that's that's a phrase that Donald's used before, so I can't say this is any different if they're going to stay around. So news of that could drop any minute, let's be frank. So People could listen to this podcast and then and then it could be all announced and then you could get a full interview with this new guy coming in, right? So we, we, we will say we acknowledge that. I think the issue is... And, and to me, it's a, something is happening, otherwise they wouldn't have went out and appointed to a new manager and a new sport director I because they didn't, have the, they, they didn't have the money to do that, let's be honest. So something's happening. I think the issue is, is why, I think we can all ask a question, and again, they might come out and answer this, okay? Why are the new guys, you can't really call Satori new guy, but for the, for the purpose of this, we'll call the new guy. Will you use plural and say new guys? Why are they leaning on people... Who are already at the club, who have said they want to leave the club, who now seemingly don't want to leave the club. The, the
3: big problem, Stephen, is it's it's a matter of trust. Like it, it it it's it's a huge matter of trust because now we're in a position. Yesterday, I tried try to take a little bit of, bit of a break from like checking Twitter for everything that's going on every, every hour of the day because last week was just me and Craig talk about it. Um, offline but like last we've gotten off and done because like you're constantly wondering what's going on this that and the other now but yesterday that story came out and look i'm quite a hardened cynic but my first thought was there's no quotes in this where's this where's the story come from and you end up you end up analyzing absolutely everything that gets said yeah. you end up on like where, where's that come from what does he mean by like today today People are arguing back and forth over what Johnson said, or maybe he said it to throw people off the scent because the new guys can't be seen to be involved in this, <laughs> that, and the other. I'm and sorry, but
1: can I just say about that? If Lee Johnson was being appointed by, if he was about to take over as a manager of a football club, and the people appointing you were saying, don't say these things in the public eye because it'll reveal the truth about the ownership. He would have just <laughs> ran a mile. But, but There's the no is, way they could the get away well, with
3: that. The thing is as well, if he's been briefed on not mentioning the new owners in case it jeopardises something... Well, that, that's why, fair enough. That's true, sure, But surely he would be briefed to say, by the way, do not, under any circumstances, say Stuart Donald's sport here because it's like a red flag No, but they to couldn't. Well, that's my point, Chris. They, they
1: couldn't say that to him because... The, they're the ones selling him the vision. They can't then turn around and say, but unfortunately fans don't want to hear of my involvement. I think this they, is, the, this they, is they the problem. They couldn't do that. No this way. This is the problem
3: with, with them hanging around and we can either talk about it or not, but it, it, no matter how much of a percentage they hold on to, no matter, no matter what happens, if people... I saw something the other day where um, it, it was a bit derogatory, really. It said that like, people don't underst- people who don't understand the deal... Seeing stuff like this, it's the sort of stuff people see down the pub, and I thought, you know what it is though, that's our fan base. Like our, f- like they're not sad like me and analyse this to the nth degree. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. The thing is, at the end of the day, right? This is this is why these guys when they came in two years ago, this is why people got behind them because they take what they're given at face value. Now, if. If they see that these blokes are still involved, even if it's only 20%, even if, and I don't believe this is the case, even if they've got 20% and they're sat down in Oxford, nobody's answering the phone to them when they're bringing up, people are going to look and say, I don't support the people in charge of my football club. And that's a really hard thing. And it, the trust is really difficult to get back. We all sat here two and a half years ago and said, this is the furthest away from the club we've ever felt. These guys came in, they took advantage of it and they've made it worse. And that, that's going to take an incredibly long time to fix. And in my opinion, anyway, the, as long as these guys are involved, they are not going to get people on side. And the biggest problem is this kid, any... Sorry, I shouldn't call him a kid. Louis Dreyfus. If he comes in, right? PLD, man. He's ham, but he's hamstrung from the start by association with these people. The best thing he could do right now... And you never know, this might have happened because we've seen what's happened in the last week. We've seen the stuff that's come out. He might have gone, hang on a minute. What's what's all it? The fans absolutely hate you lot. And he might be <laughs> saying right now, right, you're gone. I'll buy the whole thing and I'll do it my way. That would be music to everyone's ears. We'd all get behind it. I don't course. I don't, even, I don't care that he's 23 year old and never run a football club before. <laughs> get rid of these. Honestly, like I'll get the champagne out. But the problem is, if that doesn't happen and... People aren't making stuff up. People aren't saying that these blokes are making decisions. The, the bloody managers give, give the game away today. People aren't making stuff up. So the hamstrung from the start, and it, it's, it's shit. It, it, it's sickening. I said last week, I, I want to stop talking about this off the field stuff, but we can't because it doesn't feel like we're getting this clean break.
0: I think we, we need to clarify our position as well. So, so if somebody, you know, if some news comes out from the, from the top now, right... You guys come in, I'm taking control. Um, Speakman and Johnson say, right, because they both mentioned they were Solar Vision for the club. Yep. Okay? So if they turn around now and say, I was Solar Vision by um, Louis Dreyfus and Juan Satori, okay? then people don't need to get into and say, ha, there you go. Because we want that to be the answer. Absolutely. Like we, we, well, not I, so much to story, but... We, yeah, no, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. But we're
0: but, we, but we asking these questions, okay? We aren't saying this is happening, that's happening. And everything before that's gone on justifies that stance. So if they turn around tomorrow and put our mind at rest, then, you know, you don't need to be smug about it because nobody will be happier than us. Because believe you me, right, I care more about Sunderland than any of these people, I promise you. Okay? Yep. So... That's just making the, clear our stance. There's it's, nothing it's, wrong the is, Stephen, with asking as well. asking questions. It's the,
2: the, it's, it's, the gymna- well, right? it's the it's the gymnastics that people do to, you know, the, it's just exhausting now. Like it's been going on for it is. this it has is. been going on for over a year, and like the gym, like the gymnastics people do because they need to be positive about it. And I get that. And the things that people will do to justify whatever's going to happen next in the hope that I'll be brilliant. And I get that, like, like you say.
1: I do understand uh, that,
2: it. Yeah. That That is, everyone wants to be happy and positive about it. And, and we do too. Everyone does because people want, you know, something to, to be excited about and be proud of. And I just think it's like, you know, just the arguments are just ridiculous. It's just like semantics and, what this person said and what that person could mean if they said this then they could mean this and that and you know all the kind of game playing that, all the game playing in the background about you know we, we're gonna you know it's gonna happen next week it's gonna happen at the end of the month you know it's gonna it's gonna be these people you know all this kind of stuff it's just like I'm just sick I, like honestly I'm just sick of it now like I just you it's like i it is it's just very right. very frustrating and you, you just think like not like Stephen says, nobody, like, it's not about, like, being right or, like, you know, having some sort of, like, being able to, like, have one over on somebody like that. You know, it's about learning from what's happened. It's about learning. Everybody yeah. was all, mm-hmm. everyone was all in. We we get criticized for being apparently in bed with the owners and all in on the first time because we didn't, we didn't hold them to account or something. We just apparently got our, like, bellies tickled by them, which is Absolute bollocks, and you just think, like, and now you get. Now, if anyone says anything against this new, potentially new thing that involves people who were there at the time and are still there now, you just think, well, what do you want us to do then? Not be just say they, this is great then, and then in, and if it's shit in 18 months' time, people can gonna have a pop at us then for not holding them to account when we all knew that they were gonna be involved. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just you, you can't win, it's just impossible. Well, exactly.
3: The thing as well, Gareth, is like I think like people who look, I get it. I get people want people are desperate for something to hang on to. People it's been for, support supporting football comes meant to be a hobby and it's meant it to be a fun one at that. And it hasn't been for long long before these guys who are in now. It's been rubbish for the better part of a decade. It's been terrible. Like when I say like the best one of the best like football and nights of my life is a 2-1 penalty shootout at Old Trafford and that. It sounds pretty <laughs> tragic to anyone who doesn't support something like that. Like it's, been, <laughs> it's been... Nobody has... It's been shit. I know. And, uh-huh. and the thing is, right, I think what we're not we're not being... We don't have a negative agenda. I saw someone suggesting that people who were highlighting concerns were trying to derail a takeover. Like it's told, at the end of the day, if this guy... If the the deal breaker for this guy is that people don't want Charlie Methvin involved, then I'm sorry, but he's, he's not the answer anyway. But what people need to realise is, there's an awful lot of people who have spoken out to detriment of themselves in order to try and highlight issues about a football club that they care about and love far more than the people who are in charge. Like just using WMS, like Wise Mancia as an example, used to do the Phantom Zone, got booted from there for being critical of the club. People did that against their own interest because they stood up for what's right. Quite frankly, people, look, people aren't making things up. Like, we already know this is an, well, they claim to be an extremely litigious ownership. The legal threats, the phone calls from the police, the aggression that you get on social media, quite frankly, isn't worth it unless you care a lot and they're pretty sure of what you're saying so when we ask questions we're not doing it just to be rabble rousers we're not doing it just to get a bit of attention we're doing it because we're caring an awful lot about the club we've all spoke about it offline we've all said like it's an obsession and it's an unhealthy obsession at that but we do care about the club now people don't have to agree with everything we do but what they should know is that people are coming at it from the right place they're coming at it from the heart and can we also say yeah. as well
1: just to finish that point off you yeah, absolutely right, whoever said this before. It would be absolutely brilliant to be proved wrong on all this and for everything, all these things that we're reading into, for it to be the equivalent of some kind of mad conspiracy theory. But the fact is, the simplest answer is usually the clearest, and the clear answer is, don't put any spin on it and don't think about anything. Stuart Donald was clearly involved in the appointment of the manager. Now, when you were getting told about takeovers in the summer... If you thought any kind of takeover involved a transition where that was part of the process, would you have thought that was a takeover? And I can guarantee you the answer would have been no because this is the only takeover I can remember paying any attention to where there's this, this much of a knot in the middle of it. When we got taken over from between short and the current crop, as Chris pointed out, Bain just went, that was it, done. Coleman was gone, the new owners came in, and a new process began when they were looking for the new manager. That I've not seen anything like this in my life, where there's this this the, knot in the middle. The, 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 incredible, it's bizarre. the incredible
3: irony of this is they were at pains to tell us last year that FPP only wanted to invest in, well, not even in the club, in them, apparently. Despite the fact we all know, and other people know, and other people were advised by certain shareholders, but for whatever reason won't come clean about it, we all know that they they wanted to buy the club now this has all the hallmarks of this guy who the athletic did it today other outlets have said he's not going to be on the ground he's not going to be in the country it has all the hallmarks of him investing in their supposed vision but because they know everyone wants them out, they keep calling it a takeover. It's just, like Gareth said, I'm just sick of it. It's draining. Well, we, we we'd we leave it now. Oh, so let we we'll log
1: off now and uh, the takeover's done and we've got yeah. a new owner with no-one no and, no, and no one else involved, just this yeah. I just
2: fit, It's I a 50-50 between up FPP up and, and All I'd what
1: we want to hear is, <laughs> we, we
0: want to hear what this vision was that's been sold to the new yeah. two guys who've come in. We want to hear this vision and we want to know whose vision it is, right? Okay, thanks for listening.